0: You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. Thank you for joining us. I have a very, very rusty voice. I went to a wedding. I'll tell you more about it in a minute. But Brian Brown is here from Locked on Youth, and he will be helping me along today because I just don't want you guys to have to deal with my struggle of a voice. I will be talking, but just maybe not as much. Um, so, Brian, welcome to the show. Love to have you per usual. Um, how are you doing today?
1: I- I'm doing great. My voice is, is ready to go. I like... Maybe I talk too much. That's probably my problem anyway, so I can I can carry a little bit broader the load today. In addition to mentioning that if you do have fantasy football questions that you need answered before your fantasy football draft, you need to check out Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live, or you can submit them ahead of time to Lock. At Locked On Network on Twitter, uh, no better way to get your season started than knowing what to do with your fantasy team for sure. Uh, and in college football, I think we're going through some crazy uh, starting lineup changes and whatnot, trying to figure all that out right now. Cindy, it's it's wild. We're deep into the heart. We're almost to the middle of camp season. Uh, it's getting it's getting crazy out there. Things are happening.
0: And the fact that I'm losing my voice and it isn't even from yelling at football games, you can only imagine how this season's gonna be for me. <laughs> a lot of days like this, but I'm gonna push through for you guys, and hopefully, it doesn't get this bad. I need to, I need to learn my limits.
1: <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all?
0: Okay, so just real quick, I did go to a friend's wedding yesterday, celebrating love. I don't think I was yelling that much, but I might have been. Who knows? But it was like a Cougar reunion, so shout out the Cougs. Pac-12, you know, you already know who I go for. Um, Great times, but yes, the voices, it's the wrath. So, we're going to dive into some more updates from some of these football camps around Pac-12. We're going to kick it off with Oregon State. Brian, what is going on with the Beavers?
1: The the Beavers are in the heart of the quarterback battle up there in uh, Corvallis trying to figure out who's going to be the starter right now. Uh, They are trying to get that really nailed down. But I think the, uh, um, the biggest probably news, so to speak to report out of there is the fact that it's likely to be Tristan Gebbia at the quarterback position. We saw him a lot last year, looking forward to seeing him uh, really emerge and, and start to uh, kind of move forward. It's, it's, a little bit interesting seeing how the different camps have been laid out and who's starting when and who's progressing further because different start dates during the season have a lot of different teams to start at different times. I think Utah started earlier than most because they actually play on Thursday night rather than on Saturday over that weekend. Um, so there was no chance Nolan at practice recently for the Oregon State Beavers. So read into that what, what you will. Um, they have suffered quite a bit from some injuries as I look over things there. Um, it's looking, looking like their depth is about to be tested. Uh, and that's not good news because this is a team that's going to rely, uh, I think really, uh, almost exclusively on the fact that they're bringing back a lot of experienced guys. Uh, you know, Chance Nolan was going to be a backup. So if he's hurt and it's, it's going to be Tristan Gebbia you're going to need to protect him as as best as you possibly can. But also they do have a few guys that are um, sitting out currently. So keeping an eye on the injury situation there, maybe it's a good thing that they're getting injuries out of the way earlier in camp. A little hard to say with some of that stuff, depending on what the injury is. Uh, I do know that it's been announced that Jonathan Riley will, will be out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, That's a little disappointing, but um, you know, move on that's, that's that's the that's the mantra in college football next man up move along
0: it's kind of unfortunate though like having to deal with injuries so early can't even get through the season or can't even start the season especially dealing with the season they had last year where it was not a complete one so how big of a blow is that injury to this team going into you know the 21 22 season
1: i i think it's you know especially at a position like that where they're they're kind of um in in need of of really establishing some guys i think it's an injury that that does hurt them quite a bit um this is also a team that i think as you start to look at it oregon state has been primed i think to 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 maybe cause some ruckus for lack of a better word in the pac-12 and so when you start losing some of these guys some of these experienced guys I think that takes a little bit of the edge off of what they're able to do. And especially the way the schedule is set up for them, I think, really does cause some, um, oh, maybe some uh, concern. I I, I think, um, you know, Riley was a guy that was going to anchor down some of that defensive backfield. Returning as a redshirt sophomore, he had some experience. He's a bigger guy. And so that's something that you really do worry about at a position like a defensive back where it is – so much more about the mental aspect when you're playing back there, right? Like you have to recover from every single rep and every single play. And so that's one area where you wonder, okay, um, is this going to be a problem? Is this going to be a long-term concern for them? Uh, are they going to be able to find somebody who can step up and take his place? Uh, you know, the, the depth chart there is is still pretty stable uh, for the most part. Excuse me, it does look like it's going to be uh, Elijah Jones stepping up and Jaden Robinson so far for the first-team defense right now at the corner position, so we'll see how they perform. Uh, But, you know, never a good sign when you're getting those kinds of injuries early in camp, but maybe it gives you enough time to get the backups ready.
0: All right, well, Oregon State used to being the underdogs. I feel like if anyone can get through this time and be resilient, it would be them. So don't count them out just yet just because there's a few injuries coming their way. I still have faith. I'm just ready to see some upsets. That's literally the best part of sports for me are the upsets. So bring it on. We're we're still rooting for you to shake some things up except for when you play Washington State or Utah. That's all we're saying. Oh, in USC. That's all we're saying. (laughs) Okay, coming up next, we are going to discuss some more teams Fall camps updates, all the good stuff. Uh, but it's summer, guys, and the things that you need to know about it's Sweat Block. It's gonna help you battle all about your sweating issues, needs, concerns. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, and it works for up to seven days per use. So it's a it's an antiperspirant. They have a Sweat Block antiperspirant wipes. And they help you to just combat all those sweating issues, especially if you're someone who sweats for any reason, not just because it's hot, but like out of nervousness, whatever the case may be, ruining your clothes is never fun. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. So you simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, the next morning you wake up, wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. And I've been seeing a lot of memes talking about people need to make sure they use deodorant during the summer, they, I've seen the jokes say COVID vaccine or not, you still should be using deodorant. So if, you know, deodorant's not strong enough for you, go ahead and try SweatBlock. And if you're someone you, if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check it out. So get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code on or at Amazon and CVS. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're talking fall camps and all around the Pac-12. Right now, we're going to focus on Cal. Um, bear with me, you guys. I know the voice is struggling, but it's lucky we have Brian Brown here to help us out. Brian, when it comes to Cal, you know Michael Sturdivant. Did I say that right? Sturdivant? Third event, third event. another name I'm going to put on the list. Um, we know he's playing really well and he's a freshman. One thing I love is that, you know, when you can get excited about your incoming freshman or just young players, period, what about him is so exciting for this Cal team?
1: Uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about, but the biggest thing is he's six three and a half, 200 pounds, and he runs a 10-400-meter dash, so he's an extremely big physical fast receiver and the earlier reports out of camp is that the flower mound texas product has been very productive and i think what's really great about that is that you have a team with cal that has some experience with chase garbers at the quarterback position you have some good running backs with christopher brown damian moore uh marcel dancy guys who are either you know transfers and with experience or guys who have been in the program before you know christopher brown has been there for a minute um, and you have some good quality depth up front as well in the offensive line with some experience as well. So what you really need is you need a game-breaking wide receiver. And Sturtevant is starting to evolve into that. And I think when we think about Cal, they've been the consistent program for a while now. Uh, Justin Wilcox is a defensive-minded head coach so you know that he's going to have the defense ready to play. They did lose some guys from that defense to the NFL, but they also return a lot of good players. Cameron Good, uh, Muelo Iosefa, uh, some guys that come off the top of my head. Kwani Dang, uh, you know, all guys that have played uh, for that team and or have some experience going to the defensive side of the football. The question offensively is always, you know, can Chase Garber stay healthy and does he have the kind of talent that he can throw to which can really open up a game. And, and we're starting to see some things from Sturt Event to where that's a distinct possibility. I think the real interesting part about all this is now, if, if Cal really does have a game-breaking wide receiver like that or somebody who can take some pressure off some of the other wide receivers as he's starting to emerge, what does that do for the run game? What does that do for the offense? Does that allow Garbers to maybe play a little bit more, uh, I guess, as a manager rather, not without having to make so many plays and or put his body at risk for getting hurt? And if so, does that change Cal's chances in the North? I think it's an interesting conversation. We've talked about the North a lot in terms of it's just kind of Oregon and Washington, so now all of a sudden if there's this massive development from a true freshman, does that change the chance or the opinion of Cal? Uh, I don't know that it does necessarily for me. But I do think that what it does is it gives Cal some some extra confidence as they go into the season.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to ask about that. Cal is one of those teams we personally don't talk a lot about on this podcast. Um, and they're, they're not really that team that's talked a lot about when you refer to the Pac-12. What do you feel like they can do this season to change that and really be a contender in the North?
1: Well, I, I think the biggest thing that they can do is make sure that Chase Garber stays healthy because when he has been healthy, he's played really well. I don't know. Uh, you know, we've gone back and forth on quarterback rankings, and, and you've uh, you've pointed out that I may have him a little too high at times, and I'm cool with that because I do like what he does on the field. You know, he, he reminds me of a, um, oh, let's say, a, 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 almost like an Alex Smith-level player. <laughs> Yeah, to where he can really manage the game and and be successful and get some wins, Um, you know, but they need to keep him healthy and keep him in the games because they're much, much better when he's on the field, and we're still not quite sure what they really have back there uh, behind him in the quarterback position. It's Zach Johnson and Robbie Rowell. Excuse me. Never good with the names here, are we?
0: Oh, we're a struggle. We need to do better. Okay. Question We're we're
1: in camp for right,
0: right? We got to figure it out now. Okay, question for you then. Because we already know you rank him way too high. If we were doing this as fantasy football and you had to draft, are you drafting him as one of the earlier quarterbacks? You're waiting deep into the rounds to just catch him if he's available.
1: So, I think that's a good. A good comparison, right? Because I think your first round overall picks are going to be guys like DTR, uh, Jaden Daniels, maybe Keaton Slovis, although I think, you know, playing into the fantasy aspect of it, we haven't seen a lot of running out of Slovis, a lot of ability to do things with his legs. I think that's what makes uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson so valuable and makes Jaden Daniels so valuable uh so i don't think he's one of those top tier quarterbacks in that respect but i do think he is a sneaky good pick so if all the quarterbacks are off the board you can wait a little bit longer and take a guy like that and that's where i think you're gonna get consistent production from garbers and that's where i think you know he may not put up electric numbers but you know again he's had a very high passer efficiency rating you know completed 62 percent of his passes for 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 130.1 passer efficiency rating, that ranks 11th all-time on Cal's list, which is pretty solid uh, when you think about all the quarterbacks that they've had come through that program. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards, uh, he is 14-9 and as a starter, um, that's a... Pretty solid record considering where where Cal has been and, and where they've come from under Justin Wilcox and Chase Garbers. So I think, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna be the, the sexy pick for, you know, a fantasy draft or something like that. But he can win you football games, he can get the job done, he's got a good T D INT ratio. And so I like a lot of what he can do. Again, always the biggest question with him is is are you gonna stay healthy? Can you stay in the season for all twelve games? And if you can, I think you give Cal a really good chance.
0: All right, Cal fans, you guys are not, you know, to be slept on. I'll say that. I'm te- I'm saying this about all Pac-12 teams because it is very easy to say, like, oh, they don't have as great a talent as another team. They're not SC and all that. But football is one of those sports that it really is any given Saturday. I'm saying Saturday because we're playing college football. Um, and you just never know. A team can show up one day and really prove people wrong, and another team could slack because they didn't see it coming. So again, super excited about the season to come. Coming up next, we're gonna shift over to Colorado again to give you a proper analysis because the you know last one I gave you guys wasn't, I don't think it was fully fair. So I gotta get Brian's opinion on that. And you know, like Brian's opinion, I trust when it comes to sports, I also trust when it comes to protein bars. And Bilt Bar is one of his favorites. So it should be one of your favorites. Uh, Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors for you to choose from. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry if you're into fruitier flavors. And if you're the chocolate type, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and double chocolate. A little bit for everyone. So Bilt Bar is definitely worth trying. Best part about it is it's not only tasty, but it's healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. So there you go, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. It doesn't get much better than that. So what you should do is go to billbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 or 15% off at billbar.com. If you're looking to get in on some betting action, BetOnline.ag is the place for you. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Okay, last week I gave a brief analysis of a brief update analysis of what's going on with Colorado's fall camp. But since then, some things have changed. Uh, we were talking about a, a QB battle, and now it seems like the QB battle is over. Because why, Brian?
1: Because there's been an injury, Cindy. Alert, alert. Call of the sirens. <laughs> it's like the old Madden 64 when the ambulance comes on in the field and loads the player up. We're not trying to make light of anything because injuries suck. They're the worst. And uh, for players, I think it's especially hard. But it does sound like JT Shrout is going to be done for the year. Uh, what that does is it basically guarantees that uh, Brendan Lewis will be the starting quarterback for Colorado. But it also does another thing, which is it significantly impacts their quarterback depth in terms of uh, scholarship quarterbacks it was shroud brendan lewis and drew carter in terms of guys with actual scholarships in hand and now it'll be just second year player uh, brendan lewis taken over uh completely and they'll have to try and get true freshman drew carter ready to go uh, lewis 6'3, 210 pounds from melissa texas you know, So he has some size and some ability, showing some flashes to do some things with his legs. So that'll be something that the Buffs will rely on in conjunction with what Jarek Broussard can do in the backfield. But this is a pretty impactful injury as as Shrout and, and Lewis had been competing and going back and forth with one another uh, up until that point. No official updates on how long the injury is going to be. I don't know if they know exactly what the uh, severity of it and not entirely sure what the injury it is, is uh, I believe Coach Carl Durrell said it had something to do with the knee and so never any fun when you hear those kinds of things but uh, at the same time you know, Coach Durrell has, has proven that he is uh, very adept at coaching through adversity so you know that he's going to have his guys ready to go
0: so one thing I want to ask you about Brennan Lucas is in- when it comes to Pac-12 quarterbacks, as that seems what we've been talking about today, how do you think he measures
1: up? Uh, you know that's a good question. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that that he really showcases is is the ability to uh, move the football in a variety of ways. You know, uh, he did have some time there in the uh, the bowl game against Texas, where he amassed seventy three rushing yards uh, in the Alamo Bowl. So they're gonna. Probably have to switch up the offense a little bit to really utilize his skill set there at the quarterback position. Um, but that's not always the worst thing, you know. Sometimes a little bit of an injection of something can bring some life to an offense.
0: All right, well, now that the quarterback battle is done, do you feel like that allows them to kind of focus in earlier on like how to really build a scheme around Brendan Lewis, make that his offense? and kind of get him more in that leadership role.
1: Yeah, I mean this is as early as you uh really uh, can anticipate something like that happening. And and so what it does is it just it throws all those reps that you were splitting at one point in time right in his direction so he's going to get more reps he's going to have to step it up obviously in the film room and in the study room and like you said it does establish him as the go-to leader so that part of it is good right there's no more question marks right there's no more splitting time with somebody else there's no more guys going back and forth on maybe who they want to want to be the starter in the locker room it's decided for him and so everybody can move forward together as a unit the other thing too is that you know quarterback battles can be a little bit divisive at times when it's an injury, it, it can be a unification kind of thing where everybody gets behind you know, the, the guy who's got to step up. We've seen it before in games where somebody gets hurt, everybody else steps up to the plate, really pushes it through, and it becomes you know, uh, an inspiring performance or something like that. Um, so I don't know if that can carry – the buffs through the entirety of the season, but at least at the moment they're going to get some extra energy and effort out of their reps right now, and I think that can give you some confidence moving forward. If you can use that confidence in your first couple games to catch some momentum, I think that can really push things forward in in a positive manner.
0: All right, do you think that Brendan Lewis can make Colorado a contender?
1: No. No. I I well, <laughs> That's that's a really blunt answer because I think we really don't know that much about Brendan Lewis, right? Like it could be one of those situations where he just you know maybe has a Khalil Tate moment and runs all over the place and and really blows up as a quarterback. Uh, that being said, I think the that's the exception to the rule. Normally, you see these kinds of guys who are true. I mean, true freshman, I believe he second sorry second year player with not a lot of experience. They go through that. Uh, kind of that growth, growing pain moment where, where they're going to cause some turnovers. And especially if he's running the ball a little bit more, you worry about how durable he might be and, and how you mix that up and, and how you balance that with what you have in the back far backfield with Jarek Broussard. Um So that's kind of the one part where I I think that's putting a lot of expectations on a young guy's shoulders to say, yeah, he can suddenly make him a contender. Now, can he surprise some teams? Can they catch some momentum off of that and maybe make some waves the way that they did last year? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's entirely possible. But if you're, if you know, if you've got uh, all my bet online chips on the table, I'm not putting them all in on him, you know, leading them to the Pac-12 South title. That's for sure.
0: Okay. Well, Colorado, Let's say a prayer for you and hope that, uh, you know, you guys can get it together this season and still make something happen. And maybe Brendan Lewis will have a breakout year and it'll be a shocker to the Pac-12, but also a good thing because you know what we are? The Conference of Champions. So you just never know. You never know what you have. There. Brian, I want to say thank you so much for taking the lead today for me with my Rastiness. I assume that it'll be a little better tomorrow and it'll get better throughout the week. Uh, I promise to not be yelling around the house or anything, although I have some neighbors upstairs that are, like, low-key pushing my buttons, but that's that's for another time. That's what the
1: room is for. You give them the tap, tap, tap.
0: I've been thinking about it. I promise you I have. But um, other than that, you guys, check out the new Locked on Beds podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game. When you listen into Locked on Bets, you can get your daily picks, your blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Then follow the Locked on Pac-12 podcast and Locked on Youth podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12. At Brown Bear SLC and at underscore Cindy Robinson. Until next time, you make sure you stay locked on Pac 12 on the Locked On Network.